My favorite part right here when white folks come back and find out ex niggas done stole it. This is a message to the black man in America from Elijah Muhammad, the messenger of a lot to whom praise is due forever. It ain't a rhyme, it's a lyrical sages letter. I got a mind and it's ticking like a time bomb, hitting every nigga in the head with Islam. And I'm kicking backs to the blacks in the projects. Yo, I got a sword in my hand for the rednecks. Damn the KKK. Your cross burning peck of woods wearing a hood. Yo, we don't play. Go get your buddies and your white sheets fixed with a badge and a gun. 25 cars feet, son. The only weapon that I carry is the truth about the government's plot to destroy black youth. The devil is the Mac using you to kill a black brother in the dope game, slinging cocaine and crack. But if you're too damn blind, deaf, and dumb to understand where I'm coming from, with a M-E-S-S-A-G-E to the black man, A-N-D is enemy. The color man is the other man who took the brother man from the motherland, got him fighting one another and took our names from us. And our language plus lost the religion, the cult to the god of us, the enemy. Yo, he had to deceive us with a blind head, blue-eyed beggar with Jesus. To make us permanent slaves, but Lazarus must be raised up to bust and plus to crush the devil. Who put us all in a fine mess, gave us a fake god and fed us wine flesh. You made us call you master, you bastard, put us in your church and gave us your pastor. Saying we shall overcome, but none overcame, ain't a damn thing changed and you still got a slave name. Your brain is trained in the pain of a sick man Begging a rich man, sinking like quicksand Cause Babylon the Great is falling and calling us all in But you don't wanna get involved in America's evil Wicked way of life and Separate from the goddamn white man Damn Uncle Sam better know as the color man Read the final call, fall of America And I was saved up as a ride with the plan from God himself Called message to the black man Man. The follow-up paradigm Hitting every nigga in the head with this lock
justice, equality and independence to all African descendants who came here in the year 1555 and lost 600 million lives on a ship from Africa to North America. Study the man's character, then listen to the messenger, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Drop the supreme wisdom atomic bomb, but you ridiculed and rejected him. Very few of you niggas accepted him. You love to argue, but hate to listen. You condemn the Muslims, but you ain't a Christian. Well, what is a Christian? One who is Christ-like, not one that eats the pig and smokes the pipe, right? Adulterous, fornicators and hypocrites saying God's a ghost who had sex with an innocent white woman, but Jesus is black. So why the hell are you waiting for a white man to come back? Look inside the book of Revelations, hard chapter one, giving a description of the true and living black God. Damn, Uncle Sam, better know as the colored man, read the final call, fall of America. And our Savior has arrived with the plan from God himself, called message to the black man. Assalamu alaikum family How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What a beautiful day What a beautiful day Listen man, in the name of Allah The beneficent, the merciful Our bread witness there is no God but Allah Who we believe came in the person Of Master Fahd Muhammad And raised up for us the living and exalted Christ The Honorable Elijah Muhammad And I thank those two for leaving in our midst <clears throat> the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Divine Warner and Guide, and I miss today. Send that three names I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We said in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. Today we're going to go over a lecture. Today is uh, Thursday, <clears throat> part two. I mean, part, this is going to be part one because this may be two parts for sure of a lecture called. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, I accept the challenge So accept the challenge Okay this is from 1993 And it says he Explains how a challenge Is the ability to exercise And strengthen resources and energies In order to overcome All obstacles So this should be a good one family If you're new to the power call we just tune in and check out the minister, some aspect of the teachings every morning. And when we do that, uh, we take notes, uh, mental notes or physical notes. And at the end, we share, we dialogue about it. We compare notes. We, we, we share different perspectives. We, we talk about what stood out to us. And, uh, you know, we dialogue about that. Uh, and that's pretty much it, family. So if you're here for your first time, just make sure that you're taking some mental notes and thinking about what stands out for you. And then at the end, we're going to dialogue about it. All right. Let's get started. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, 
who came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever. We thank him for his coming and raising up in our midst a divine leader, teacher, and guide, his messenger, the Messiah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm very happy to greet all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. How's everyone? Very good. Now, before um, I begin, let me uh, welcome everyone who is present and thank you for coming out. I heard, I don't know how true this is, but I heard that during the opening prayer yes, sir. that my name was mentioned in the prayer and Abraham's name was not mentioned in Muhammad as the prayer is uh, to be said. Is that correct? That's correct, yes, sir. Who, who, um, who spoke like that? Minister Shaheed. Minister Shaheed. Where is he? Tonight. But if this is an embarrassment to you, you know, I look at it as hypocrisy. He said the best book that he was given to study was what? The Holy Quran. How did the Holy Quran come to us? Through who? Then how are you going to negate that man and say you're a Muslim? Hmm? How can you negate Abraham? When the Quran says that Abraham prayed and said, Oh Allah, make me submissive to you. Make me a Muslim and make my offspring submissive to you. Make them Muslims. And he prayed that a nation of Muslims would come up. So if you knock Abraham out, you out. You knock Prophet Muhammad out, we are out. Never forget that. Yes, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is our guide, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad would not be pleased with us if we disrespected Abraham and disrespected the Prophet Muhammad by taking them out of the prayer and putting Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan in the prayer as though you're doing me a favor. No, sir, brother, if you want to pray for me, now you can. But I'm already in the prayer when you say, Oh Allah, bless Muhammad and his true followers. I hope I'm one of those true followers of Muhammad. Now I have to correct my brother in the public because he made his mistake in the public. If he had said it in private, I could have corrected him in private. But since he made his error in the public, he has to take this weight. So for a time until I say so, you and Abdullah 
uh, will have to wait to speak again from this rostrum. Thank you. Dismiss. Yes, sir. Now, let me get to my work. Well, that's part of it, too. A fool despises correction. A wise man loveth reproof. Everybody is not right all the time. I try to be, but I'm not right all the time. But when a wise teacher or a fool will point out to me my mistake or my error, what is there for me to say but thank you, submit and correct myself? Some of us can't take correction. Correction is, now thank you. We think correction is like punishment. You know. Oh man, oh, he corrected me. Brother said thank you, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you should thank somebody for correcting. He won't make that mistake again. Not that one. If he makes one, it'll be a new one, but it won't be that one. Now, you may not like me for doing that, but when you come to this house, this is a house of correction. And don't tell me, as a people, that we don't need correction. The fool despiseth correction, but the wise man and woman loveth reproof. Because when you reprove and rebuke someone who is in error, you give them a chance to get it right. That is mercy from God. At dinner last night, thank you, I had about 10 priests of the Catholic Church. And we got into a discussion, and in it, uh, child abuse, child molestation, abortion, and homosexuality came into the discussion. Now, none of us in this room are free of sin, starting from up here all the way down. The Bible and Holy Quran teach us that we have all fallen, what? Short of the glory of God. The Holy Quran says, if Allah were to punish us for our sins, not one soul would be left alive on the earth. Now that's telling us a lot, isn't it? Yes, sir. Now I don't care how holy we think the Pope is, he's a soul. And the Quran says not one soul. Well, water's flowing, you know. 
down to Mississippi. How many of you heard my tape from Mississippi? You should get it. It lets you know that a servant of God has power with God. I said in the tape that my ministry was on the line because the false prophet, and I don't, not, not, not a prophet at all, I don't want anyone to think that, but I'm just quoting the Bible. The Bible says that a, a false prophet, when he says God will do, and God does not do, then you know that's a false man. I told them in Mississippi that because of their evil and Washington's evil in connection with the state of Mississippi, that I was asking Allah to punish Mississippi and to bring his wrath down on uh, America for her evils done to us. Yes, I told the people, watch the weather. Yes, sir. That's right. And I told all the preachers in the audience, if you doubt that God is with me, you all get together and pray. That God will bless America. I'm going to pray that God, that God will, that God will chastise America for her evils done to us. Particularly in the state of Mississippi, where they have been killing our brothers and sisters in the jails, saying that they hung themselves and the government backs up their wicked lies. And so, I don't think I got the words out of my mouth when the rain started falling in Mississippi. Came down hard and in torrents. And about a week later, the scene shifted to the Mississippi River. And it's not over yet. I received some newspaper clippings, which they're not talking about up here. Biloxi, Mississippi was underwater. Jackson, Mississippi was underwater. And the same county where they hung the brother was underwater. And the real water hasn't hit Mississippi yet. I'm tired, brothers and sisters. And so if I can use that which God gave to Moses and Aaron, that he has given to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and myself, to use as a weapon against the enemy, I think I ought to do it. I think I ought to do it. You don't have to stand up, sit down. Because some of you may get wiped out. 
You never get happy over a man of God calling down Allah's wrath on the people. Don't get happy over that. Because many of your own folk who have not heard or are so rebellious, they may get caught in the wrath of God. But it's time now that America and you understand that there is a God and he's real and he has come for you and he wants white folk to let you go or he'll kill them. And if you don't want to go, then he got something for you too. So, the rains are coming. They built up the levees. And the levees broke, several of them. They say the water don't have no place to go, but it's flowing south. That means it's headed for Mississippi. Well, black folk in Mississippi have caught more hell than black folk anywhere else, with the exception of Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, and Texas. Those are four terrible states for black, all of them bad. But when you become so fearful of the enemy, that you won't even stand up against him to protect yourself and your families, then you need a weapon from God too for your, you don't even give God a chance to show you he's with you by your and my faithlessness or cowardice, you know, retreating and backing up when God wants you to go forward so he could show the world that he's with you. Yes, and with me and with yes, us. So tonight, I'm sorry that this happened, but when I heard it, I couldn't let that go. Could not let that go. And those of you who are hurt because I corrected the brother, and you better check out your heart. You sound like a fool that despises correction. My leader, Elijah Muhammad, one day, Nixon had just fallen from power, and I had a press conference in New York, and the whole world press had gathered at Moss Number 7. And I called the Honorable Elijah Muhammad just before I went downstairs to speak to the world press. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said these words to me. He said, brother, you can do it if you want to. He said, but brother, if you say anything that is out of line with what I say and teach, then I will have to clash with you in the public. And I don't think you want to clash with me in the no, public. <laughs> I said, thank you, dear apostle. And I hung up the phone and sent Brother Akbar down to tell them the press conference was dismissed. Now, say that. I don't ever want to be on the opposite side of my teacher. 
and you don't want to be on the opposite side of yours so when you're in the public talking to the people please be careful what you say because our people have been messed up with lies and liars and people interpreting and don't know so we don't want to be guilty of deceiving and misleading our people do we now my subject tonight is titled I accept the challenge not just for me to say this you I accept the challenge what is a challenge a challenge is a call to engage in a contest or fight mm. you know a lot of us talk fight but the Holy Quran says when fighting came you saw their eyes get big as though they had looked at death and they didn't want to fight but Allah says in the Quran if there be ten of you steadfast you put to flight if there be ten of you steadfast you will put to flight 100 people in a fight Woo. if there be a hundred of you steadfast you will put to flight 1,000 10 times your number that means one steadfast believer can whoop 10 ordinary people and it ain't got nothing to do with height or weight or training it got something to do with being steadfast in faith and fighting in the name of Allah and when you fight seeking the help of God not relying on your training but relying on your God then they will come at you one way and scatter a hundred ways when they see the wrath of God coming through the hands of those steadfast believers your subject tonight is I accept the challenge when someone is challenged there's a demand for an explanation a calling into question a challenge is a century's call for identification when you're on a post it is the quality of requiring full use of one's abilities energy or resources in other words when you are challenged you have to call into a being into action all your abilities energy and resource to overcome the challenge now I think those four definitions will suffice for now now what is the challenge the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us 
that whenever God raised a messenger or a prophet to tell truth to a people deprived of truth, he ordained opposition for that servant. Nobody can claim to be a champion without a good challenger. Is that right? Yes, sir. If you look at the latest fights in the heavyweight division, they are more joke than substance. The heavyweight champion does not really want a real challenger. So he goes and finds somebody that he thinks will give him an easy time so he can make a big payday without hard work. A recent fight with a man that is reputed to, to be one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world, his name is Norris, he fought a white boy, and for the first time in his career, the white boy knocked him down. He didn't expect that. So the white boy caused him in the challenge to call all of his abilities, energy, and resources to the forefront in order for him to put this challenge down. Life is one series of challenges after another. And the only way you know you're fit to keep on living is that when a challenge comes up in your life, you don't shrink from it. You face the difficulty or the challenge, and you summon your abilities, and you feed and strengthen your will to overcome the obstacle that is in your path. If at any time your will to fight is broken, then the challenge to you is over. You have succumbed to your challenger and you have lost the battle. So many of us could have won if only we had fought. So many of us, after we cowed down and backed out of some struggle, we looked at it later and said, you know something? If I had just stood up, it would have been a little different. The Bible says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So when the enemy approaches, if you don't have the will to resist, you are already overcome. Is that right? Now, I say that to say that the greater the good coming from the truth, the greater the challenge from the opponents. The greater the good coming from the truth, the greater the challenge from the opponents. Now, if you know where we are in history, 
We are at the time of the end of white world supremacy. It may not look like it, but their world is based on a lie, and therefore when truth comes, falsehood vanishes. So the truth now must be in the head and the heart of those willing to accept the challenge to go forward with truth until the opposition to truth is finally and ultimately vanquished or destroyed. Well, who is the opponent? Naturally, if you're going to fight somebody, you want to know who is the opponent. In a physical a boxing match, you send out your scout, and your scout will go into the training uh, area of your opponent to check him out to see his weaknesses and strengths. Or we'll look at his fight films to see where he's weak, where he's strong. Why? Because if you know your enemy's weakness, then your job is to capitalize on your enemy's weakness. Why does the enemy send agents in among us? He wants to determine what? Your weakness. Where are you weak? Because that's where the enemy is going to strike. Whether it's on a personal level or a national level, the enemy can only come in where you are weak. So words are used by the enemy to probe you to see where you're weak. Because wherever you are weak, conversation will bring it out. So the enemy is in here, posing as an MGT, posing as an FOI, and their job is to listen to you. What did you think of the meeting last night? And you got to be careful how you answer now. You see what the minister did? Shahid's a good brother. See how the minister dogged him. Now, when a man talk like that, you say, whoa. What am I dealing with here? You know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a hypocrite. Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Because if he can't take that spanking, what are you going to do when God comes? Yes, sir. See, we in the day of judgment. And if you can't take a whipping from a servant of God, what are you going to do when God starts kicking? Yes, sir. And you. Why do I say that? Conversation is what exposes your weakness and your strength. And people who are wise know how to read you. Sometimes you don't even have to talk. They just have to be in your company and study you. Study your body language. Study your, your facial expression. Maybe throw a word out that looks like it's innocuous or harmless to see if it can get a rise out of you so that they can locate 
where you are on the scale of strength. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Right. It is something. Yes, sir. When you accept truth and accept to follow the honorable Elijah Muhammad, you have accepted the challenge. Yes, because the challenge is, can you get yourself ready to engage in a contest of truth against falsehood, right against wrong, justice against injustice, freedom against slavery? Are you ready for that kind of contest? Because if you're not ready for that, you should begin preparing because that's what you've accepted. When you accept Islam, you accept the challenge. Because the opposition hates Islam. Nixon said, the number one enemy to democracy or white rule. I wish I had a blackboard. It's all right, don't, don't bother, because by the time you get it here, I will be down the road. <laughs> democracy. You look at the word democracy. They say it's the rule of the people, right? Demo, D-E-M-O, demo, comes from the Greek word demos. And krasi, in Greek, demokratis, rule. But when you bring it into Latin, demos is demon. Demonkrasi. Then when you bring it up into English, you drop the N and you call it democracy. They say it's the rule of the people, but the rule of what people? It's devil rule. That's what it means. Devil rule. Okay. Now we straight? Every time the white man talk about democracy, he talking about himself. He ain't talking about nothing fair for you. When he tell them in Africa, set up democracy, he saying set up my way of rule. So you bow down to me. So if Mr. Nixon says Islam more than communism is the greatest threat to democracy. He's saying that Islam is the greatest threat to the rule of the devil. Well, if you say you're a Muslim, you have accepted the what? Then once you sign the contract, hello, you want to fight? Your manager gets you all together. All right, you've seen him. I'll whoop you, I'll kick you. <laughs> but they only do that after they sign on the dotted line. That's right. Then they set the date for the big contest. Mm. And from that day to the day of the big contest, you gotta hunker down and get serious about preparing for the struggle. Yes, right. Your subject, your subject, your subject. 
your subject, I accept the challenge. Well, who's the champion? Right now, it's white folks. Now, you know two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. If the white man is ruling, black man is down. But if you accept Islam, you accept the power that is going to raise you to eminence in the world. So as you are raised, you're going to come to start clashing with the powers that are already ruling. Right, right. On 47th Street, 63rd Street, Drexel Boulevard, Cottage Grove, wherever you live, ain't no challenge there. That's lightweight stuff. You don't bring white folk out to the fight until you get to a certain level, then you see them coming out of the woodwork after you. And when you bring them out, that means you have arrived to a certain level, and now the challenge is on. They got to do you in, or you do them in. Now look at this. Maybe you don't realize this, brothers and sisters. But members of the Jewish community have never in the past had to come out openly against a black man. They could always crush us through the black people that they had control over. Is that right? Yes, sir. Since they were some of the architects of the NAACP, the Urban League, CORE, SNCC, and all the civil rights organizations, they may have been in the background with a black person up front. They put the money in so when some so-called radical like Malcolm or Elijah Muhammad came up, the Jewish community did not have to come out and attack Malcolm, they sick Thurgood Marshall, Roy Wilkins, Whitney Young, these were the great civil rights leaders. They sick Martin Luther King on them because Martin Luther King was lockstep with them until it got uncomfortable for them. Y'all all right? In your life, when something knocks you down, the test of who you are is if you can accept the challenge to your own dignity and worth as a human being to get up from whatever knocked you down, summon your strength and show yourself to be who everyone thought you were or show yourself to be whom you thought you are or face the truth. Mm -hmm. You are not what nobody thought you are, including yourself. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you know, but a lot of people think a lot about themselves yes, sir. until a challenge comes. I saw a man into the ring the other day. He was talking. This man ain't going to last. He ain't going to do nothing. 
When they got in the ring, that man whooped him. The, the other fella whooped that big mouth fella like that was his baby. Then knocked him out. Just took his championship, just beat him up. Like he stole something. Now that man got to go back in the gym because he ain't what he thought he was. That's the point. So now, when somebody knock you down like that or something, when you go back in the gym, you don't hang up your gloves. You get this down off your natural bus. You got to suit up and stuff. You go back in now, you got to. But during the time you hear, you say something. Never let that happen. I ain't going to let I'm going in this. And then you start working out. Now you come back with a purpose because you thought more of yourself than you should. You thought maybe you didn't have to challenge anything. You thought maybe you were invincible. But a test came and showed you you were weak. So now what are you going to do? Cop out, bow out, fall down? Or like in dice, crap out? What are you going to do? You go to yourself. And you talk to the God. I want to come back. Will you help? Well, that's all God is waiting on. That's right. Because he has to allow you to stumble and fall so you come to him. Yes, Wait a minute. Wait a minute, brother and sister. Nobody can help us do nothing. Yes, that's right. It is God today. Yes, so he's got to whoop you, make you fall on your face so you recognize, here I am. Yes, Don't you set up no partner, no rival with me. You want to come back up, then come to me and do like I tell you to do. Yes, sir. And you'll get up yes, sir. Yes, sir. and get ready for the challenge. Yes, sir. And now I bring you all the way to the top. I watched myself. I'm speaking personally now because I was an arrogant something before I got humble. Yes, sir. He said, well, we didn't know you got humble, Brother Parker. <laughs> But <laughs> Farrakhan's very humble. Yes, sir. That's right. If I wasn't, there'd be a whole lot of dead bodies in the cemetery. Yes, <laughs> it's true. But you know what? When I was the minister in New York, I mean, I just studied Elijah Muhammad so well. Nobody ever defeated me in no argument. We get on TV shows and argue. I come out the winner all the time. So I thought I was invincible, brother. You know, you can get like that. Yes, sir. <laughs> and when you get invincible like that, God's looking at you. Say, well, this balloon is getting a little big now. I better find me a pin somewhere yes, sir. to help that balloon to understand yes, it's just full of hot air. Yes, sir. The man through Dean came along with a pin. I don't know what he had, but the bubble got busted. Yes, sir. And when I looked around, I said, ooh, I blew it. Yes, sir. My faith that was so strong was shaken. The conviction that I had was shaken. Yes, 
And once your faith gets shaken, you're no longer the same person that you were, were because faith is the bedrock of all works. The stronger your faith, the greater your works. The weaker your faith, the weaker your works. No faith, no works. I fell all the way down, but I didn't go all the way out. I was down, man. And you know what, Brother Farrakhan, you wouldn't believe this. But some of you can't imagine Farrakhan with long hair with braids in it. You, you, you just can't imagine Farrakhan. Can you imagine me like that? No, sir. I was. Can you imagine Farrakhan with a big, long cigar in his mouth? Can, just, just think about it. Think about it. Can you see me light up a cigar? No, sir. Can you imagine Farrakhan getting on a plane, sitting in first class, ordering all the drinks that they could bring? You can't even imagine that from Farrakhan. You know what? Hell, I couldn't imagine it for myself. But you know what? When you fall, you fall. When you stumble and fall, you do things that you never thought you would ever do. So don't nobody in here that think you're strong, think you're strong enough to keep yourself from falling. Everybody can fall. Yes, sir. Now, when I realized how messed up I had been, I mean, my cousin saw me with this big cigar. She just went off. And she literally cried because I was strength for her. And here I was now playing the fool. Can you imagine that? Farcon in a disco. Can you imagine that? I know, I can't imagine it either. I went in that crazy place. Music so loud, like to tore my head off, bro. And when I looked around in the disco, Coming up to me, just boogieing away, was one of the old sister lieutenants of the MGT class. I said, whoa. <laughs> and the whole family was out there just boogieing, man. And the man that was spinning the record, he said, Farcon's in the house. I said, no, 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 no. to put the light on me and sure enough I tried to get no 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 he said minister no, they call me minister, minister Lewis Farrakhan is in the house and they shined the light there I was in the corner I didn't have no drink or nothing because I had cooled out from that now why am I telling you this why would I bring you into a part of my life that you didn't know nothing about I'm trying to let you know that you can fall. You can break your neck. Some people have fallen and never got back up. Some who followed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad are out in that street right now 
filled with alcohol, drugs, and chasing women and doing all kind of crazy things. So everybody that fall don't get up. But a brother came to me. In my heart, I saw Elijah Muhammad being written out of history, and I loved that man. I said, I can't let this happen. I got to stand up. Now look at what's happening to me. I have to develop the will to stand again. The desire is there, but desire has to feed the will. And if the will gets strong, I will stand. And when you stand, it's like a baby. You stand, you know, and the baby trying to walk, hit a few steps and bam. Because the legs got to get strong under you. That's the way it is with prophets. That's the way it is with messengers. When God first sends them, they go out to do what God wants, but they're a little weak. They're a little tentative. They're a little fearful. But as God's arm begins to show to them, they get strong, not in themselves. They get strong in God. Man, if you think that you are strong, you're going to be knocked completely out of this. But if you can draw your strength from God, then you got an eternal source of strength. This is why the white man can't deal with Farrakhan. He can't deal with me because he cannot calculate my source of strength. Do you understand? When you fight a war, the enemy is always trying to calculate where your strength comes from. And if your strength comes from this oil, this coal, this steel mill, he knocks that out. But if your strength comes from God, how are you going to find God to knock your source out? And that's why God, man, Allah, God, is your source. Yes, sir. And when you're knocked down, you cannot come back up except you get the help of God. I was down, man, nearly out. White folk rejoicing, the nation of Islam, gone. And they were happy that we had taken this strange course and they knew they would never have to contend with us again. And they wrote in a book, I can't remember what book it was, it said that the FBI did not calculate on Louis Farrakhan. Now, I'm going to talk a little about myself, not in a boastful way, because believe me, brothers and sisters, I can't boast in self. I got to boast in God, but God has made me an example for you. I'm telling you that you can do whatever you want to do. If you fail, you are failure. Right. But God didn't come to make one of us fail. Yes, so if you fail, you failed in your connection to God because there is no failure in God. Yes, sir. You agree with me? Yes, sir. Now follow this. Some of you didn't understand Farrakhan playing the violin. And I can understand that. I'm going to get to this article in a minute. Some of my friends said some of the Muslims were even baffled by what 
Farrakhan is doing. Well, hell, that's no thing to baffle you. <laughs> no, I'm not putting you down. Do you think you and I can understand everything that God is doing? No, sir. Some things that God does baffles all of us. But that's the test of what? Your faith. Well, that's uh, the le the lectures part two, but we're going to really do part two tomorrow. I think that's a good little spot to stop right there. If you guys have anything that you would like to share, I <laughs> got to put that second tape in. <laughs> if you guys have anything that you would like to share, go ahead and press the number one. Go ahead and press the number one. All right, let's start off with, um, hold on here, let me see. We have Brother Timothy, go ahead. Yes, sir, assalamu alaikum, brother. Well, Man, I go ahead and rock it off. I can't come to the camera because I am currently in bed. It's 7 o'clock, got up at 6 in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, yes, sir. The food despises correction. The wise accept being reproved. That really stood out to me. It's just a couple bullet points right here. The fool despises correction, and the wise accept being reproved. None of us are sinless. If Allah punished us for our sins, not one soul will be alive on earth. That hit home for me. And the minister also spoke on the false man. Action not being taken by the sides of those or, or the ones the action that's not being taken by those that are putting in the work is what I got from the false man. And we got to watch out for those people because they'll, they'll agree a lot with what's going on. Oh, yeah, you're living righteous, you're doing the right thing. But they won't be a soldier next to you doing what it is that they see you doing and praising you on. And you got to watch out for that. There's a lot of people out here that's like that. Um, the minister also said, don't get happy about Allah's wrath on those that disbelieve. I know me personally, I used to I used to get happy when people uh, uh, uh when I feel like I couldn't do harm to them and I know God gonna punish them, I'd I'd praise God for that. I'd praise Allah for that. But the minister actually said, Don't get happy about Allah's wrath. So I'm gonna be challenging myself to work on that. Um he also said that challenges competition between you and this world and with just one believer in your faith with one believer you could take out 10 non-believers uh that stood out to me as well uh when truth comes falsehood vanishes and in the cow uh verse 171 and the example of those who disbelieve is at that of him who shouts to the flock of sheep that hears nothing but cause and cries they are deaf, dumb, and blind, so they don't understand. So I'm just learning how to push certain people away out of my life that say that they see me doing the right things, but they're not ready to accept those challenges. 
I just keep them away and let them let me be the example so that they can watch me and watch those that are doing good. So maybe one day they can do that, that 360 that we all look for. It's a couple more bullet points, but I want everybody else to be able to share. Assalamu alaikum, bro. Well, like salam. One of the parts that stood out for me is when he said that uh, the only way you know you're fit for living is when you is when a challenge comes in your life and you face the difficulty and summon your ability to feed and strengthen your will to overcome the obstacle in your life. And it, it reminds me of a quote. He says that we don't know who we are until we've been tried. He says, if you didn't want to struggle in another lecture, then you shouldn't have been born. So any of us who are going through a struggle or even going through a challenge, it's not a sign always that you're doing something bad. It's, 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 if you have the right attitude, not even a problem. It is an opportunity to show yourself who you are. Is it a, it's an opportunity to show others who you are and really, but most importantly, show you that you are fit um, for life. God is a being exercising force and power. So says in message to the black man, what is power? Power is the ability to do something. Well, we don't know really how powerful we are until there's something we got to do. <laughs> Until there's something we have to uh, create, manifest, overcome, then you can show yourself that you are that original man like it talks about in student enrollment, question number one. So we can say these things, but then life is going to take us through certain things in our life to challenge us and show us where we are in the process. And if we are not there yet, that is not a sign that you're not worthy. That is not a sign that you are a failure. It's just a sign to show you and remind you where you are and where you need to be. You need to go practice. You need to go summon your will a little bit more. You need to go in, uh, uh, you know, get you some sandpaper to smooth you out, increase your skill sets. Because that is the process of becoming fit. When you're on the process of becoming fit, you don't you 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 want to be at you benching 225, but you don't start off there at 225. There's pain when you're at 150 still. You're looking at other people, and but those other people who are fit, I'm sure, have failed at 225 at one point. Those other people who are fit have experienced much pain, much pressure before before they got there so we are all in the evolutionary process of becoming fit but becoming fit is not going from a to z becoming fit is going from a to b to c and we working our way on up gradually just like we would in the fitness world so uh that's one of the things that stood out for me is that you don't really know you're fit until you until you even have a challenge. It's not that when you become fit, you don't have no challenges. That's proof that the challenge is going to always be there. Difficulty is going to always be there. In fact, the minister said, a great preacher said, at every level is a new devil. So it's not that you're you're acquiring certain knowledge or you're coming into the nation or you're you're joining something so that your challenges go away. 
It doesn't mean that you're coming into something so that the pain and the struggles and the obstacles go away. Is that now you're coming in, you're learning who you are and you're and you're increasing the desire that feeds the will so that you can have the tools and the mindset to overcome the inevitable challenges and obstacles that's going to be in your way. So let's go over to Brother Jack's. Brother Jax. Yes, sir. I don't know. I was um, you know, a few things stood out. Minister always got a powerful message. Oh, I sk- I'm sorry. Uh, I skipped Brother West. But go, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I knew somebody was before me, but um, you know, he said a person that God has has power with God. Um, you know, and it's amazing how militant and structured they were. That when the brother messed up the prayer. You know, and he was told he couldn't speak again on the rostrum until allowed to, you know, and he messed up in public. So that caused him to be corrected in the same manner, you know, for all to see and to hear. Um, you know, that, that goes with us how, you know, we might uh, say something or do something wrong and won't stand to be corrected right then and there. We'll want somebody to pull us to the side and not embarrass, embarrass us in front of everybody or, you know, let our mistake be known in public. So, you know, that that kind of hit home because, you know, sometimes I do that. You know, I'll be like, you know, wait, wait till we get into somewhere else and then tell me. But, you know, it's it's also good to be able to be corrected and uh, to take take um, instruction from another black man. Um, he also said when he raises up a prophet, you know, to tell the people the truth who have been taught a lie, he also ordains the opposition as well. So, you know, it ain't never going to be just a, a straight straight path without no obstacles in it. You're going to have somebody to challenge you. And he said, you know, your strength when the challenge comes into your life and you fight for, or you fight. And if your fight is broken, you lose. You know, so many of us see the challenge and automatically think we lost because we've never seen this problem before. So we shrink away. And, you know, some of us get intimidated at the sight of someone bigger, someone who looks stronger, someone who looks aggressive. Like in basketball, you know, we'd be warming up and a teammate would come up and be like, man, they big, they about to whoop us. You know, I'll be like, man, now I already know that matchup between whoever he guarding is going to be uneven and I'm going to have to help out, you know, just based on his lack of confidence in his own self. You know, and he said they send agents to determine your weakness. You know, uh, someone with knowledge, you know, like he said, based on conversation, will read you and study you and find your weaknesses out and you know, direct they aim just at your weaknesses because you ain't even talked and showed no strength. You're just showing weaknesses. Um, he says someone, who, you know, uh, in, in, especially in a situation where someone who's been through a challenge or, you know, been through that war or hardship, you know, and been through that hand. Like you said, they got to do you in or you got to do them in. And, and if you, if you, uh, intimidated you're scared and you're not ready you know most likely they don't do you win you know um what else i said oh he said when you get knocked down and you you know you reach a challenge and you get knocked down because you didn't underestimated your enemy's ability now you got to regather yourself and come back to god Allah, and you know that's when you got to you, you got to come back to Allah and gather your strength and re-prepare yourself you know it's not always uh 
like you said, it's, it's, you fail, but when you bring God into it, he doesn't come in to let you fail. So you went in a lot of the times without God, you know, thinking too much of yourself, you know, thinking you could win every battle. But, you know, when you get to feeling invincible, you know, they'll break you down and, and, and show you that, hey, you got to come with something stronger because just you ain't enough, you know. Uh, what else did he say? Oh, yeah, he said, can't when you Remember can't, you two can't points. Oh, oh, my bad. My apologies. I probably didn't say it three already. I'm going to let everybody else go. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu Yes, sir. Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu I love this lecture because it, it, for me, this one and uh, fear, faith, and truth complement each other so well. Um, because when we accept the challenge, when we're willing to put ourselves in a position to accept the challenge, there will be some trepidation that goes along with accepting that fear, but that's where that reliance on the law is so important. And to the veggie back on what you were saying, your point, brother Ben, about that we, if we fail, we're failing on our own. When we rely on a law, there is no failure with the law. So the goal and in, in what we should be striving for in accepting our challenges, accept that challenge with a law and be sure to stay um, seeking his refuge in throughout that, that trial, throughout that challenge. And then also, Something that stood out to me as well is that, you know, you know, joining the nation or getting to these teachings and, 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 and being more evolved in this understanding of the teachings, coming to the nation is not, in a sense, a safe haven from you getting away from your troubles, getting away from problems, getting away from having to deal with adversity. You actually are, are putting yourself in a position to accept more challenges. Working with our people is a challenge going out and, and soldiering and and being willing to take the nose and being willing to take the rolling the windows up and the getting cussed out and all these type of things is a challenge and if we're not willing to accept that then we're going to find every excuse not to do the work especially that first work in helping um the honorable minister louis farrakhan in getting our people and raising our people from a dead-like state as well um so for me i love this particular election i love this portion of it as well um because this really is a challenge that you have to be willing to get in the gym and continue to work, work these studies, apply these teachings to your life so that you can be equipped to be able to handle the challenge, to be able to handle those punches that the devil going to send at you, even that inner devil, those, those thoughts that's going to come up into your mind as well about, okay, I, I brought up about not feeling like you're worthy because of a certain mistake or a certain failure that you may go through. That's all temporary. As long as we continue to strive or continue to fight, for the uh the strength that we need and seeking reliance on a lot and getting that uh strength from the source of all strength uh which is a lot so i appreciate this uh portion of the election i can't wait for part two assalamu alaikum alaikum yes sir sister yasina assalamu alaikum i gotta let my high chair down um what stood out to me was what you said earlier about facing challenges um, and our biggest challenge is not external. Our biggest challenge is internal because we can be our own enemy. You know, it's like when a lot tells you, you can do something and we say, then the opposition within self comes in and says that we can't and we don't, try to work past our own negative thoughts and we look up and somebody is doing 
whatever what whatever it is that we said we were gonna do. And then we're like, man, they stole my idea. You didn't even know that person. That person lives 20,000 miles away. Um, or, you know, we say that we're going to do something and we look up and it's a year later and we haven't done that thing because we didn't, we didn't want it bad enough, really. It was a thought that was a fleeting thought, but then we beat ourselves up for not doing it. The other part um, was the opposition that was, you know, the enemy hating Islam. Uh, it's more, you know, they've always hated Islam, it, you know, it's, and if we apply the studies and the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, then we'll know that it didn't just start with the nation of Islam. There has the enemy has always hated the rise of Islam, has always hated the rise, particularly in this disposition, the rise of the rise of the black man and woman here in the United States, because they know that we are the children of God. But the the hatred it, it's it's ingrained in them from their fathers and their mothers. So we have to study and go back in time so that we can understand as believers where how deep that well of hatred goes and why the our enemy today is so relentless in his effort to kill the nation of Islam, to kill the voice of the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, to kill the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and try to put their light out in us and our children. And when we understand that, then inshallah, it would help us in our journey. Uh, I'm sorry, my head is going back and forth and my eyes are closing. I'm dealing with my own challenges this morning of electricity shooting in my head. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam. Thank you for sharing. Brother Michael. Brother Michael. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Um, I bear witness personally, you know, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank almighty God for what you're doing. Um, very inspirational to me. And, uh, my testimony is that I, I brother, I didn't know, honestly, uh, that I had weaknesses, um, that have, uh, kind of set me back, man, and, and contributing to the work, um, until I was confronted with them. I thought I was stronger in several ways and then i start deviating so uh the first point is don't be of those who go astray there's nothing new under the sun no matter what it is money women men material things it's transitory you're not missing anything so you know for me uh hearing the power call uh, following you oh i started following you probably 2018 
of the 2019 and uh, just listening, you know, needing to be fed, um, uh, just being reminded of, of my own, uh, you know, being out of those who go astray, but also remember that there was times when those of us that know knew not hit me hard, man. And I'm still wrestling with some mixed feelings and controversy, but um willing to accept the challenge uh, for self-kind and others and to contribute. So again, I won't stay because I don't I don't want to get too choked up. I just just uh, I want y'all to know that um uh, it's nothing new. It's it's actually natural to be faced with difficulties and and it's a blessing when you can pull from others uh, in that Bible, that book, that Quran, uh, to come back, to come back to yourself. So I thank you. I appreciate y'all. And I'll, I'll close out. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. Thank you for sharing. Sister Randisha. Yes, sir. So, Assalamualaikum. So, a few things that did stand out to me was when the minister was talking about how he um fell. You know how he had um, you know how he fell, but he said that everybody that falls does not get back up. And I think that the, that was one of the things that stood out to me. But in the Holy Quran, as me and my husband was studying yesterday, and we were reading the woman um verse. Surah 147 says, why would Allah chastise you if you are grateful and believe in Allah's ever multiplier of rewards knowing? Like, you know, I see that we in a chat and, you know, that's really, really good. You know, some of y'all have some good things that y'all want to say. Some of us are not comfortable to come up to the, um, what's this, the digital rostrum or the mobile rostrum. But, like, do we accept the challenge that the minister is telling us is that, you know, this challenge is, is that we're not going to always be on the right path if some things is going to come in our path that is going to cause us to stray but how we deal with those challenges and how we deal with those things will determine if we are good enough sorry one second yep yep i was upside down sorry but the minister is trying to show us that he didn't come from what is that that we are um shaped in it we are born and seen shaped in iniquity Yes, sir. I'm always actually our brother Ben. Thank you so much. But you know that we're not perfect. We're not perfect beings. But if we follow the example, another thing that also stood out to me was when he said about the white man. The white man can't calculate him. Can we believe that? You know, mathematics. It says Islam is science, and Islam is mathematics. The white man can't calculate him because he doesn't understand his source or his strength. So those were a few points that stood out to me. Assalamu alaikum, family. Malaikum salam. Praise be to Allah. Yeah, you made me think about, uh, you know, that's a great point. It's not that we're not going to mess up. It's how we handle it. It's how we handle it. And hopefully that kind of, um, I don't know the word, but uh, brings peace, lessens anxiety. I don't know what it would do, but. You know, I think many people are going through life trying not to mess up. And, and I guess that is a good thing. But you're, you're, you're on a road. You're not. It says we're striving to be upright. You know what I mean? So if you have a thought that you shouldn't have, 
uh, if you do something that you shouldn't have done. That's just, you know, exposing your weakness. But the minister said in closing the gap, I believe when you find a weakness or imperfection, you he finds it with joy. Because now the imperfection is manifested and now that it's manifested, I can correct it. I can deal with it. But if I never mess up, if I never live life to find out, not that we striving to find out, but to find out what those weaknesses are, then they stay within and, you know, it stays a part of our character until it's pointed out. So it goes back to uh, a, a fool despises, um, I was about to say rejection, but a fool despises correction because that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Us being corrected is not um, a bad thing. Us being disciplined is not a bad thing. Now, maybe in the process, you're saying, damn, mama got me on punishment. Maybe you're saying it from that perspective. Okay, man, that's a bad thing. I can't go outside in this act like I'm going through something bad. But when you start to look 10 years down the road, that was that action, although you see we saw it as bad while it was happening. The correction was bad. It was painful. Oh, I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, man. I. But when you look five years, 10 years later, it has made you a better human being. This is why we see some people say, boy, I show. Thank my mama for being strict. See, while we young, we, oh, man, I can't go to parties. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I, I, man, my mama, just, everybody else, they just gave. And then you start to see the effects of, uh, of loose teaching, of, of, of loose parenting, of not caring where they are, of not, y'all know how we had to be home by that street light. All right, boy, don't let that street light catch you. Some people, they can stay outside till 11, 12. You, you thinking, oh, that's a prip, man. I, I got to be in by. But then as you get older, you find out, oh, man, she was protecting me from something. She was saving me from something. They was keeping me away. And we don't appreciate it till years on down the line. You know, shoot, when you working out, talking about getting fit again, if we working out, the workout don't feel good. Man, I did. Man, listen, I, I got to go back to uh, training tomorrow. I can't do training and basketball at the same day. But I just couldn't do. But, uh, man, we jump roping. Now, I'm not really a condition type of person. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I can play a whole basketball game. Well, I'm getting a little, you know, I'm, I'm a little winded. But for the most part, and when I was growing up, I never liked to do miles and stuff like that because it was boring. If it ain't, you know, to my mind, I'd be bored. So I did six minutes of jump rope the other day. My calf muscle was hurt for about two days. <laughs> Damn, man, that felt so bad, boy. But um, that's painful. But I know if I keep doing that in six months, that three, that 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 six minute jump rope is gonna turn into ten to twenty to thirty. So when you're working out, it don't feel good when you're working out. But then ten years down the road, five years down the road, you start looking at your pecs, start looking at your bicep, back getting strong. You starting to get your yeah, you chiseling out. You know, looking good. You say, oh, okay, this just this is what it was about. So don't don't uh. Don't beat yourself down is, is what I'm saying, basically. Don't beat yourself down when you're in your evolutionary process. And remember, he came to save us from the sins of white people. These are things that we are learned because we was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. This is not who we are by nature. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, calls it, we acting other than ourselves. 
that ain't the real you that's that's acting like that. That ain't the real you that got that that addiction. That ain't the real you that's that's who you have become by being brought up in this world and in this environment. And he's coming to shed this world off of us. So don't beat yourself up. Oh man, I done messed up again. I done damn boy. I know I shouldn't be smoking. I just oh, I just don't know. I no, man, you know, you go down to two. You know, two times a day, you know, I know you're going to activate, you know, <laughs> it was this one, one video said, what y'all be doing? Y'all be patting the cigarette. What y'all be doing? What do you say? I don't know. They must be activating the cancer. I don't know. You know, go down to two per day. I know you're doing four, four, five per day. Go down to two. Then you go down to one. Then you slowly but surely, you don't even need it no more. Even in how to eat to live, it says... Uh, if you eating three, four, five times per day, you don't just go down to one meal. Now we're talking about the t you know, how to eat the list. It says go down to two first, then one. Is it am I and now make sure I'm right now? I, ain't that what the book say? I pull it out. It's either part one or part two. He said, Don't just, you know, I, I'm saying this is my I'm, I'm saying it my way, but in other words, don't just skip and go down to one. You go down to two. Then you work your way down. So that's how it is. That's how it's going to be in life, too. That's how it's going to be in life. So let's go to uh, Sister Melva. Sister Melva, you there? I'm here. Yes, ma'am. Well, excellent. It's a better day. Yesterday was a good day, too, because I got to release a lot. Thank you so much for the platform, Brother Ben. And thank you, everyone who was on yesterday and saw me uh, releasing so much. Where I live, uh, I live in this um, group home, so to speak. And there are others in this house beside myself. And there's a woman in here that has a dog. And the dog has been yelping and barking. So I'm standing outside up against the house to talk to you. Um, yesterday helped me to process a lot of grief that... I did not know needed to come up and it came up yesterday and I'm so grateful for that because it's been buried for 60 some years. Wow. Um, I worked with a therapist many years on understanding my dad and why he was so frustrated all the time, why he was so mean all and my therapist told me that I had to look at this before he transitioned. He didn't say it in, in those words, but that's what I understood. I grew up working, working, working all my life, and so did my siblings, in which they are now workaholics, meaning that they um, expend so much energy externally and they do not focus inside of themselves 
so yesterday when I was talking about work, that's the kind of work I'm talking about. When you're forced to do something and it's not really what you want to do. And it may be for your good because I got a lot of good out of working on the farm. I can come out here and plant anything now because I know how to do it and it's my choosing. And so it's no longer work. You may say work, 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 but to me that would be fun because I know how to do it. I do it at my own pace. I'm not forced to do it. I do it because it comes out of me to want to do it, to study the Quran to study the restrictive laws and to make that a part of my life is because it's what I want to do. It resonates with my soul, right? And so yesterday, coming before you and crying my eyeballs out and you accepting me and I did not shut down all crazy to Allah, I was able to bring it up and get it out and thank you for letting me do that in front of you and so um my study my being my um, soul and you know wants to stand up now and just do but it seems like more and more stuff is coming up from deep within me that has been pressed suppressed, excuse me, suppressed for so many years. And so <clears throat> this platform has allowed me to process the deep grief that I held inside and didn't even know it was there from my mom. And it was on Brother Ben's uh, anniversary of the transition of his mother. Okay, so that was very powerful for me yesterday. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. And um, so what, I, what I'm saying is that we judge ourselves. We're critical of ourselves because of the critical parent that we grew up with. That critical, frustrated parent took his frustrations out on us because he didn't know himself. He didn't know how to deal with what was coming up in him. So he took it out on his children. Okay, I understand my dad better today as I've shared with you all, but it didn't go without a price that I had to pay. And all praise be to Allah, Allah brought me through it. And like you said, Brother Marcus, through Surah 112, yes, so Allah is getting me to go to him, not to my mother, not to my dad, not to man, but to Master Farad Muhammad, who came 9,000 miles to free me and us. So anyway, I thank you so much for this platform. I processed the pain of my dad, I'm glad about that. And now you all have supported me to process the grief of my mother. I know that there's gonna be more challenges. I'm looking forward to facing them with the help of Allah. That's right. So thank you 
So thank you so much. Bless you, Brother Ben and Sister Nani. And uh, you got each other? I don't have anyone by my side other than Allah. And I hope and pray for the day that I have a companion by my side. You know, I'm just, I'm, I can't wait. I'm just excited about it, you know. And thank you all so much for indulging me. Thank you again, Brother Ben, for this platform. May Allah continue to bless you and all of us and see us through this dark hour. Assalamu alaikum. Well, excellent. Wow. Praise be to Allah. Look at that, man. Look at that. Who would have known that the video, and, and I didn't really have that planned, but Allah had it planned. And that's just a sign, man, that just be you. We ain't got to overdo. Let me think about what I could do to, I want to, no, just let Allah use you. And you don't know why he's ordering certain events to happen. I man. Six been holding that in for 60 years and and that call did it man just being yourself and man that's man that's just so that's so amazing man how all of our lives is just connected and how what I'm going through and how what you going through and to hear that because you had that training growing up on the farm that now is coming in handy now, but it's not work is because you love. I mean, Allah just is a masterful planner if we look at things and just analyze it. And I heard you say that yesterday. You said, I don't have anyone well i just have to challenge you yeah can you accept the challenge the challenge is maybe you do not have maybe a husband but the point of this power call is to build an online now we can't touch you yet we might see your savings day we can't touch you and hug on you but this power call is designed to be a family for us if you're going through something, you put it inside and you dialogue with the sisters on the sister side and you, you connect with this sister through the chat on the power call community. You come on the Zoom call and you just say, hey, I want to say I'm dealing with and somebody's going to have a word for you. This is this is what the call is for. Because I know we want to be held and, 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 you know, physically. But what many of us are going through, we just need a companion mentally. And like you said, the God is that. Man, I listened to something yesterday. I wish I would have known you said that because I was listening to a call yesterday. I might be able to put it up because I'm talking about the minister was going off on this lecture, though. So I don't know if I don't know if I want to play this. I mean, he was going in, though. Let me see. I might be able to get right to it. Let's see if God blesses today. Hold on. Mm. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there's going to be. Hold on now. We're trying to get it. Mm-mm. I'm going to find it for you. We're going to let somebody else go. <clears throat> I'm going to find this message for you. Brother Wesley, if you can. Uh, call on the next couple one. We're going to find this clip for Sister. Is, is he still here? Brother West, is he still here? 
Oh, Sister Randisha, if you can call on the next one, we're going to find this clip for you. Yeah, we're going to find this clip for you. Go ahead, Sister Randisha. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Shalom. Yes, yes. Alaikum salam. You all, please excuse my camera this morning. This was so powerful. Sister Melba, thank you so much for your transparency. This this message this morning. Ooh-wee. Okay, so I am finally, it's, it's been a little while, but more so now, I, I've, I've held something in for 36 years. And here recently, within about a year or so, I, with the help of Coach, Coach Khan, I was able to release it, to talk about it, to let it go. He told me that if I don't let this go, which I had no idea it was such a stronghold on my life. I had no idea what I was holding in because it was out of sight, out of mind. I knew it happened, but I could, I just, I didn't think about it. I had no idea it was wreaking such havoc on my life. And I knew that, that there were, that my life just seemed to be in a whirlwind. I was on a roller coaster ride. It's like no part of my life was, was stable. No part of my mind was stable. I had no idea that I was holding on to trauma. I was raped in high school. I was gang raped in high school by a friend, by people I thought were my friends. I had no idea that the people I was around was getting ready to cause such harm to me. I it happened. I I survived it. I held it in. I told no one. I just I I, I walked home because I had no idea where I was. A girl a friend of mine invited me to a party. Well, I thought it was my friend. She invited me, me, she invited me to the party. She came, picked me up, took me to the party, and the party went on. I had no idea when I woke up, I woke up off of the floor. I had no idea that the punch there. I had never drank in my life. I didn't even know they drank. But there was liquor at that party. That punch that I was consuming because it was so good, that punch had liquor in it. I was 17 years old. I, could, I didn't. Uh, uh, I just recently got it out. There's so much to this story. I just wrote a book. Thank you, Coach Khan. I finally wrote my book. I'm, and, and because of that, and because I finally released it, now I'm, I'm on another path. I'm getting ready to be interviewed by Sajda Wendy Muhammad tonight. She found out about what happened to me and that I'm writing a book about it. And my book is called Life After Rape. I finally got that out of me. She's interviewing me because of this tonight at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on her YouTube show, Mind of an Entrepreneur, Sajda Wendy Muhammad. I got it out. Thank you, Brother Ben, because it's still your platform that did this for me. Back, back with digital real estate, back with this pay for, pay for, pay to lead, whichever the first one was that I heard about then. It was the digital real estate. Now I'm following you everywhere. Every bit of your platform has helped me in my mental space. I did not know I had to release it, but I did. I finally released the pain 
that was that had my mind so shackled in shambles. Thank you. This 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 message this morning, beautiful. Even more healing, even more release. Every bit of everything that you bring to to me to us has helped me to heal. And every bit of everything everyone shares is continuing to help me to heal. Thank you so much, Melvin. What you did yesterday, I cried with you. I cried so hard with you. I cried afterwards. I cried today. I cried yesterday. So I'm just thankful for this platform to have been able to release, to been able to release. Uh, I was too scared to cry this morning. The reason I couldn't put my camera on but I made it through it. Thank you all. Please tune in and watch me as I talk about even more about what that did for my life after I was raped. I fall back. Thank you so much, um, Sister Shalom, for sharing. We have no more speakers. We're just waiting for Brother Ben to come back. But since he's away, and I have the mobile washing for a second, like how many of us in the chat, we need some... Like Brother Coach Khan said, we need some fire, some emoji, some something. How many of us accept the challenge that the minister has stated today? It can't be only Brother Wesley. Okay, Sister Tracy, I see you. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Man, I had that thing on two times trying to find it. Two times speed. I found, I found it, boy. I think I found it. Now y'all gonna have to excuse the minister. Y'all know this was y'all know this was back in the seventies. He was, I mean, he was going in, y'all. So, -wee. he was going in. Here you go. Tune in to it. And you better say it with some firmness in it. Hold on, let me see. And you better say it with some firmness in it. Salam alaikum, sister. That's it. That's right, sister. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> you intend to make it an ugly day with that damn remark. All we want out of you is peace. When you sit in the temple, sister. And let me tell you something. If you don't want that, get the hell out of here today. Pull off that white robe and get on them damn pants and get the hell on out in the suit where you belong. If you don't want that, then get out. But we not gonna miss a damn one of you. The disbelievers weren't missing Noah's day and they weren't missing Lot's day. We don't even read about them. We don't even think about them. And those of us who go back in the grave, we won't be missed today. It's right, it's right. 
whether you like it or not, don't make any difference about life. See, don't use my hard language to condemn the truth that I'm speaking. See, some of you going to hide behind that. Well, he didn't have to talk like that. Shut up. You ought to be glad I'm talking like that and don't have my hand in your throat pulling your guts out. You looking for little ones to link up in that mess. Every one of you that got something wrong, you want to find somebody else to hook up in it. Now you come on up to Allah and his message. Okay, here you go. You don't have a husband, don't worry about it. Uh-oh. You keep your mind on Allah and his messenger. That's your husband. He'll take care of you. He'll maintain you. He'll uphold you till Allah bless you with one. Ain't no use in you running out looking for nothing because your eyes ain't too good in no way. <laughs> Every doggone thing you get ain't worth a dime. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the minister was changed up. The minister said, could y'all hear The minister said, and when you see these sisters, salam alaikum. And you better say it with some firmness. Salam alaikum. He said, oh, it's a good day outside, ain't it? Shut up. <laughs> oh boy, that that lecture is called Who's That Mystery Guy? Boy, he was going in, man. I mean, he was on fire. Oh boy. <laughs> Sister Melba, go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, the minister was teaching on that bad boy. <laughs> Thank you so much for that lecture. Um, and that is what my focus has been now. Brother Ben is um, going in and doing the internal work, and the more that is done, the more stuff comes up. You know, when you go in and face the shadows or the demons or whatever you want to call it, when you go inside, that is work. People may say, "Oh, you ain't doing nothing." That is the most difficult challenge that we have is when we can face going into the rooms within ourselves and shine light up in there. And that's what I've been doing and all praise be to Allah. And I'm so grateful for this platform because each one of the um, videos that you uh, show us is something in there that resonates with our being that brings us back to our true essence that we have lost along the way, okay? And no matter what video you show us, there is something in that video of good that each one of us gets something out of it to help us on our journey. And it's like, how did you know I needed that? Brother Ben reading my mind. Oh, Allah is laying it on Brother Ben's heart to do this for us. And I'm so grateful for this platform. I mean, I had a guy say, you just like being on the, like getting therapy. You just like laying on the couch. And I took that as a negative and thought, oh my goodness, I got to get it together. But now I see I, it's become a lifestyle. I've always got to be looking at myself 
You know, I don't want to think, oh, I've arrived. You know what? If I feel like that, take me out of here. Because there is always something to learn in Allah's universe. Mm. And there's always something to learn about myself that I've fallen short on. And thank you so much. You see, I'm fired up today. It all brings me to a lot. Just so excited. Thank you, Brother Ben, for that clip. That was very, very helpful. I'm walking with a lot. And that's brought Muhammad. And um, uh, I'm so excited. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the minister. So, you know, I got three men. All right, you guys. Have a beautiful day. Beautiful sister. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. That's a good way to put it, too. I got three of them. All right, I see you now. Watch out now. Don't get no 90 days. Nah, just playing. Nah, let's, uh, let, at, at, to, to veggie back. Off of, off. <laughs> to veggie back. To veggie back on what you said, though. Look at this. The minister says, I'll fight. Uh, and you know, he says, our first fight is within ourselves. He says, the enemy that we must overcome is the enemy of self. If we were not prone to be deceived by our desires, Satan outside of us could never attract the Satan within ourselves. See, then he goes on to say, <laughs> y'all crazy. Trials make manifest what is within? This is why Allah says that he would try to be, he would try the believers at least, least once a year. Severely. The manifestation of defects leads to the perfection of the human being. Uh-oh, Sister Shalon, didn't, didn't we say that the other day? The manifestation of defects. See the, the, see the imperfectness. The manifestation of defects leads to the perfection of the human being. See? Then I'm going to read one more. Now, this is the one I want to read because I put this inside of the group the other day. This is the one I wanted to read because somebody asked the minister. Here it is. They said, I'm sick and tired with, what, with this bout with evil on the earth. When will the government of peace that Master Far Muhammad is to establish actually come about? Now, I'm not in the nation, but I'm sure looking forward to it. Right? Look at the minister answer. It starts with your bout with the evil of yourself. Ooh, I know he wasn't expecting that one. That's a heavy fight. Each of us has to engage the enemy of self. And when we defeat the enemy of self, we are one step closer to the end of the evil on our planet and the establishment of the kingdom of God. Our problem is we are always looking out and not looking into the enemy of self. Ooh. <laughs> wow. There it is. Then I heard in another another part, the minister said that black excellence. I don't know the word. This is so this is not verbatim quote. I think he says overcomes, defeats one of a white supremacy. Black excellence overcomes white supremacy. So if their time was up in 1914. This ain't no abracadabra magic where they just finna be. OK, we here. All right. Y'all come become the government. Do this. Detroit. No, as we rise up, 
that's uh that's what makes them come down. If they are in this position, if the if their kingdom, if Satan is the god of this world because of how we've been shaped, because of our behaviors, the minister is giving us really a key. He says once we conquer that with which that which is within ourselves, they don't even really Satan don't even have a host to connect to to be able to control. So the first step is not let's destroy the white man. Oh, let's let's all you mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let's destroy him inside of us, cause his t- he he he's only gonna be here a little, little, little longer now. Especially if they keep mating with us, cause you know the dominant gene is gonna override the recessive gene, you know. But the way that that world is gonna be destroyed is not by a human being, because what if the human being's mind is still in the black man? Uh oh. Because now if I'm putting somebody in there, okay, there, there go your skin color. We will fall for the trick. Finally got a black man. But if the black man is operating off the white man's mindset, he's still in power. So the first step is to remove and separate for him, from him mentally and spiritually. Then we can start asking those type of questions. But then here we is, we waiting on the wheel. We waiting on Master Father Muhammad to come do it. Well, can, let's do our work first And when he comes He comes But let's let's do our work first Now You know let's, It's kind of like Oh man I'm not eating Because mama ain't came home And fed us Okay mama at least Taught you how to make Boy one of them peanut One of them You know I know we don't eat peanut But 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 she done told you How to eat one of them Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Now here you will Complaining about being hungry When you got that Peanut butter and jelly sandwich In there Got them beanie weenies in there. I know we don't need. I'm, I'm just talking about back in the day before you came, us. I, I know you don't need all that now. But you pop up one of them beanie weenies. Y'all remember them beanie weenies? They, they, you had to do the top. Uh, you know that little silver top. Ah, you drain the juice. You 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 open the can up just a little bit. Drain that juice out. Yeah, and get you boy, put you some beanie weenies on one of them paper towel, boy. Acting like you ain't got nothing in there to eat. See, so let's do what we could do. In the meantime, what ourselves, okay? All right, Sister Shalon. <laughs> yeah, I remember them beanie weenies. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> I do things was good. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Sister Melvin, thank you again. Okay, so I have felt the same way that she has felt. And I'm still in that process. So I'm like, why on earth? earth is it that i don't have a mate this makes absolutely no sense to me because because i'm i've been in the i've been in training i've been in mgt for almost 30 years but i also know i haven't been myself even though i have been in those doors behind those doors it's when i came in it was my safe haven from from the from what had happened to me and other stuff that had happened in the world so i just I'd gone in, I'd consumed the training units, I'd, I've done everything that I needed to do except for free my mind, which again, I said, didn't even know it was all clouded. I just knew I was safe from the world. So now, thank you, Brother Ben, for that clip, because that just did wonders for me. I do have them. Thank you, Sister Mel. I have three of them. <laughs> I have three of them now with me who can who can take care of me better than any one of those out there in in the world. So thank you for that. B. 
because I do have have my mates. I have the best mate that any woman could ever have. And all three of them together in one. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. I do still have work to do. I know I still have work to do to free my mind, but I could not be in a better place. Being an MGT has saved my life. And I know it saved my life. Master Father Muhammad came 9,000 miles to get me. I'm the only one in my family who accepted that. I, I, I shared it with my family. My sister came in. She even put her children in Muhammad University with mine. But I think she may have been in maybe a week. I don't even think the children were in the university for a week. I don't know what happened, but I do remember hearing that it takes a strong mind to accept is Islam. You have to be disciplined. And maybe they didn't want the discipline that came along with it. But yeah, that's the place to be. Congratulations to everyone, every single individual brother and sister who has accepted these teachings. Your life will never be the same. Go in there, get every bit of everything you can, grasp every bit of everything that you can, study as much as you can, and you will have the greatest life. Yeah, there are going to be struggles. Struggle is ordained. We know that. There are going to be challenges. We've just accepted the challenge, right? We go, we've just accepted any challenge because the minister just laid it out for us. Get behind those doors and enjoy the rest of your life. Asalaamu Alaikum. Well, like Salam, <clears throat> man, you, you just, you just reminded me of someone. You said he came for you, and that's true. Brother Jabril said, "Do you know that you were handpicked?" Oh man, the first time I, I heard that, I thought about. It. I said, "Wow, man, he handpicked us," <clears throat> and that's the story for many people who wasn't born in the nation, right? Is that you part of the only one in your family. Now, the question we must ask ourselves is, why did he choose me? See, what is, what is my duty? Why me? What is it about my story, my experience, my thought process? Because, <clears throat> watch this, he didn't choose me to only choose me. Uh-oh, that's the thought that pops up in my mind. Because if he said the minister saying that the honorable Elijah Muhammad said he's gonna get all. Okay, so did he just choose me so I can say, hey, I'm glad I got picked on the basketball team? No, it's something about my story that's gonna touch nudge on my cousin. Now remember, we are all lost found Muslims of the nation of Islam. Yeah, some gonna become registered and some not. There's some you know of, some you don't know of, but there are some who's watching us who we don't even know is watching us. They done stopped eating pork, but they ain't told you yet. Oh, when the minister speak at Savior's Day, they listening to them in the headphones, but they ain't told you yet. So when they seeing you clean up, when they seeing you change, when they seeing you stop smoking and stop drinking and stop clubbing and we don't do this no more. And don't, they saying, oh, boy, he's changing. So he didn't come and get me just to get me. He see the brothers only hidden certain areas. Now, we can't cover everywhere. I mean, the brothers ain't every single place. 
But that hood you grew up in, that hood know you. Yeah, the, maybe the brothers ain't the brothers ain't got there yet with the paper, but they see you. They follow you on Instagram. They follow you on Facebook. And through you, they introduced to Farrakhan. Through you, they introduced to the... See what I'm saying? So he didn't come and get me just to get me. He came to get me and everybody. I got basketball players. They, they see me. What's up, X? They don't call me about what they... They used to call me BP3 back in the day. B, there go BP3. Now today, what they 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 you know they make them know try to make make a little laugh out of it, but they be, that lets me know though, yeah they watching though. What's up, Ed? What's up, brother? I'm, I'm just I'm listening to the language. They go, brother Ben. See what I'm saying? So they gotta be. They took they they don't think you're not being effective just because they ain't said yes sir. I'm ready to be FOR soldier. I'm ready to be MGT. No, just let it work on them. It's getting on them. They may be going through something in their life and they may have seen the clip and they say, man, yeah, yeah, let me let me react a little bit differently today. So, yeah, that's that's a great point that he came and chose me. But then I look at it. He came and chose me to be a helper, not just to be chosen and say, OK, I'm fulfilling my need. Yeah, he going to clean us up. But then he wants me to possibly go be a helper. Go get go get go get somebody else now. So, so are you going to accept that challenge? All right. So let's go to the next person. Who's next? Who next? I don't know who next. <clears throat> Sister Randisha, if you can put the list back in there. Yes, sir. Sister, Sister Yolanda is next, Brother Ben. Okay, Sister Yolanda. Hi, Salam Alaikum. Well, Salam. Today's lecture and um, all of our comments puts me back into when I was uh, last night, midnight, midweek lecture. So in alignment. And I get out of it productivity. So who has accepted the challenge? I have accepted the challenge. Why did he choose me, you, and the rest of the family, because we are an heir according to his promises. We are the, children, the lost children of Israel. So he will fulfill his promises. Nevertheless, we have to do our work. So as we engage on these power calls, in my, in my opinion, as I used to work at the supermarket, we used to have a productivity chart every week. And everybody be running to the chart to see who's scanning the fastest so the lines can stay down in the store. So as we engage in every week on these power calls, we should be questioning ourselves. I know I question myself. What is my productivity? How have I improved in the, the economy inside of me? What have I done? Problem 13, Islam is mathematics. So therefore, I looked up mathematics. And mathematics is defined as the abstract science of numbers, qualities, and space. Mathematics can be studied in its own right, or it is applied to other disciplines such as figures and engineering. I'm engineering myself. I'm re-engineering myself from the filth that I was in by going through these teachings. As I'm hearing this word, I should be improving myself. And Sister Melva, it, her story yesterday is so similar to what I'm going through. 
And as the minister said in this lecture, that the enemy studies us and try to take us down as our weakest point. I have some weakness in me. Nevertheless, the strongest part is me. In me is Allah. And you can't never take that from me. So therefore, whatever you try to throw at me, ah, you might stun me for a second, but I'm going to, you know, clean up my headpiece, make sure my scarf on straight and whatever have you, get my little shoulders right, brush my knees off, and I'm get up and I'm coming back for more. Because whatever you give me, I got to tap into myself after I get rid of all the filth and the drama and whatever I went through and come back into my rightful state of mind and go ahead, accept this child. Oh, that's how you coming at me? Oh, okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit back, relax, say, nurse on my Quran, because as it said in my notes I have here, every problem that we may face or arises in the Holy Quran, there is something that can help the black man clean itself up. We just got to continue to keep trying to gain understanding and this wisdom and knowledge and make it applicable to ourselves. Applicable to ourselves. Because I don't want to fight the enemy and I'm fighting me. I ain't, I'm, the enemy going to win because I'm surely not going to win. Because when I fight with myself, get discouraged, get down, I don't allow myself to tap into the God in me so I can see what he has put in me and allow the manifestation of a thing to come into play. Because if I was already cleaned up and good and not facing nothing, how can I show the glory of the God? How can I, if I don't put it into practical application? Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. We all got some stories and we're going to keep having stories. But nevertheless, every time that story come up, I'm going to go to my book. I'm going to go to my book. I'm going to go to another one of my books and see, okay, how can I tackle this thing? Hey, don't stay weary. I may get weary, but I'm going to keep on going to my books. My, hey, bro, I might have the text Reverend Ben or DM or whatever you call that stuff. Reverend Ben, I need the lecture there to help me. Da, 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 whatever it is. Nurse on it. Nurse on it. And be like, okay. Write my plan down. As you say, write the vision down. Write my plan down. And go to work. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Do we have anybody else, Sister Randisha? Or was that the last one? I think that was the last one. So what we're going to do is we're going to close out. I think I got another clip that goes great with what we discussed today about discovering ourselves and challenges and falling and why Master Far Muhammad came and all that. So we're going to end with a video from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay, here we go. Cherish who you are. You're going to make mistakes. Don't worry about that. We all make them. If we were perfect, the Savior wouldn't have had to come. Yes, if we were clean, he wouldn't have to be merciful. Yes, <laughs> if, if we didn't mess up, he wouldn't have to 
be asked for forgiveness. So since we ask for forgiveness, we ask him to show us mercy, please Allah help us. We have been unjust to ourselves and we confess our faults. Don't confess them to me because I don't want to hear them. It ain't none of my business. It's between you and your merciful God. So whenever you make a mistake and you fall down, don't stay down. Get back up. Dust yourself off. Go on in the closet or some special place where you can be quiet and talk to the one who came for you. Came because he loved you and came because in his mind he looks beyond our faults and sees our need and in his mind he sees you how he's gonna make you he said i can stand or sit on top of the mountain and say that the most beautiful nation is in the wilderness of north america but don't let me catch you weighing other than yourself in regards to living the life and weighing properly. So the future is yours. Put your hands in Allah's hands. Hold his hand tight and know that if others fail you, Allah never will. Mm. There it is. Ain't that comforting, man? Ain't that, ain't that, ain't that uh consoling? <clears throat> Don't that just get you ah fired up to pick yourself up and try again? So thank y'all for listening. We'll see you guys, inshallah, in the morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. Have a black tested day. Peace. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.